0: Welcome again. It's now time to talk about the half of the B1G that everyone wants to know about. Parker says there are three teams in this division that could win it all. Let's get it started. right it is ladies and gentlemen welcome to the b1g east prediction show for the year of our lord 20 mm. and 23 we are blake melton and bradley newberry here in the dds studios he
1: is matthew two-tone blue parker in the
0: man cave parker how you doing buddy
1: guys i'm doing great and i'm struggling here i'm trying to pick my national championship and i literally have three teams in this one i am legit considering could it be
2: the first team that we talk about because we're talking about Rutgers. Could it be? Stay tuned for the picks. Last year, they earned a record of four and eight, one and eight in the conference. <laughs> Coach Greg Shiano is 12 and 22 since returning in 2020. Uh, offense only averaged 254 yards per game, 13 points. The only hope I see is that they kept the entire defensive coaching staff intact. Does that equal any more wins, Bleak? Man, I, I,
0: I gotta tell you, I'm I can't really ever get behind somebody that has uh that their last name has become a verb. Mm. You know, now we talk mm. about getting Shiano'd Uh-oh. and uh I still don't think that Rutgers is gonna have the juice to be able to get anything done in this division.
1: Parker, tell me what you think. I think Devin McCourty, Kenny Britt, Ray Rice, Bill Austin, none of these guys are coming out of the locker room anytime soon, and I kind of feel sorry for the Rutgers team because they play in the East, y'all. I mean, that's that's hard enough, right? So, okay, who are the two teams we draw from the West? Iowa and Wisconsin on the road? Like, what did we do with this? Like, like, the defense was actually decent, and they look to be okay this year. Maybe they can squeak out some wins. Maybe the offense will look better with a quarterback that has another year under his belt. Fellas, I think this is going to be bad. But because of the first five games, this team could actually start four and one.
2: Hey, all right, all right. And then he sees the, the wheels coming yeah, off the wagon. Man. And I
0: totally agree. I mean, four and one start. Yeah, I could definitely see that but what what's what do they got the what's Vegas got the win total at four. four? You know what? I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna say they're gonna go over
1: that.
2: Oh, I'm giving them five. I'm going I'm giving them five under all day three and nine. absolutely.
1: I think they start four and one and they finish with four wins.
2: Mm, there you go <laughs> three, four, five. <laughs> there you go. Indiana. Are they even a basketball school anymore? I don't know that I've ever known them as a football school. Correct me in the comments below. Indiana is a football school. Yeah, right. Last year they were four and eight, two and seven in the conference. Coach Tom Allen, boy, he's six and eighteen over the last two years. They add a transfer quarterback from the University of Tennessee. Here we go. What transfer about this dude? Transfer quarterbacks. Action Jackson. Who is this guy? I mean, Parker, I don't Parker might have the. Parker's
0: gonna have to tell me. I'll
1: tell me more. Somebody is. I'll tell you right now. It's somebody that sucks and doesn't matter. He yeah. sucks because he's gone. He's if you transfer into Indiana, you're like, let's yeah. see. I'm in the transfer portal. I've got it. I'm going to go to Indiana. They actually bring in. And he's not the only one. They bring in about 16 different guys. Maybe one of them can spark. I'm going to tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be anybody named Action Jackson. And oh. They basically. They basically lose everyone on this team. They only return 35% of the offense and 50% of the defense. The only thing that has experience is the offensive line. And if you want one of the football fans of Indiana to comment, you're going to have to get lucky and get one of the three that exists on the face of this (laughs) earth because I'm not going to bore anyone with this team because they are garbage, they are trash, and they are going to maybe win three games. Parker mentioned it. Three
0: fans out there. Three wins. I got one win for each of them. Three wins this
2: year for Indiana. I, I was leaning two wins, and then I read that uh wide receiver Cam Camper is back from ACL. Give me one more. They're going three wins.
0: <laughs> That's, That's just dynamite right there. Absolute dynamite <laughs> reporting.
2: Yes. <laughs> Moving on to Michigan State and Coach Mel Tucker. They lost their quarterback. They've lost what else though? A wide receiver. Uh, I mean, Mel's in this weird position where it's either like feast or famine, it seems like, with this guy. Like w- we've seen him recently in championship games. Mm-hmm. And then last year, he, they go five and seven, three and six in the conference. I don't know which Michigan State team's going to stand up this year. I really don't. Well, I mean, I think coach Mel. um i
0: think uh, he is struggling with an identity of being a flash in the pan. was he is is that what he is you know can he really can he recover because i mean it's it's been a pretty decent skid here what what's vegas got the win win? four and a Four a four and a half that's it that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably—I don't know—I'm kind of on the fence there on that one. But I mean, they're—they're they're in the tough division here for sure. Uh, I'll give them that. But I think that they're going to have to do better in recruiting. They got to do everything better. Basically, they—they they can't just be this team that pops up once every seven years. If they want to be relevant, they got to be able to put consistent talent out on the field. And I just don't know that that's going to happen this year.
1: Yeah, Brad, you say you don't know which Michigan State team's going to show up because Mel's in the championship, Then they're terrible. There's one thing that is consistent about them being good and bad. Mel has sucked since he got the bag. They what? haven't done anything. Like, that. that is it. Like, and this is going to be an incredibly difficult. Even after that, I remember we talked about, like, hey, great, Mel Tucker's looking good, but my God, it's one year. Why are we char- signing this guy to $100 million contract And you're right. They lost their quarterback. And not only did they lose their quarterback, they lost their quarterback after spring. Did he get poached? Did he leave? Who knows what happened there? We don't know who the starting quarterback for Michigan State is a few weeks before the season starts. It looks like it's going to be Noah Kim. Who knows? He took like 10 snaps last year. I don't even know. They only bring back two starters in the offensive line. The defense was outside the top 120. This team... Yeah, you know what? Vegas has this at four and a half, and Vegas has it wrong. They have it wrong, and they have it. In my opinion, this is one of the easiest bets of of the year. This team sucks. They can't stop anyone. They can't block. They can't do anything. If they play the SEC, I'd have them three dog, three point dog, three point underdogs. The Vandy. I'm giving them three wins just because they have three cupcakes.
0: Wow. Scathing there for sure, but I mean. I mean you talk about college football college football if you don't have a quarterback you're not going to do anything.
2: Not if you either. don't have
0: if you don't have a a good quarterback you're not going to do anything. Uh I'm going four wins. I'm going under just
2: under. I figure I
0: think they might screw up and beat somebody else.
2: I'm going to shock the world and go over. I'm going five wins. 5 and 7, but you're not good enough to to make any noise, man. I don't think you're going to shock any of the big big dogs here in this B1G East. The one stat that I have is that their defense ranked 101st and 111th in the past two seasons. I don't see how it's going to be any different. So it's, it's not enough to go to the bowl, any bowl games. Yeah, no, yeah when I said outside the
1: top 120, I mean, they're outside the top 120 in coverage. Specifically. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: All right, we're moving on to Maryland. Last year, they earned a record of eight and five, four and five in the conference. Coach Mike Loxley returns, and the return of the quarterback, baby Tua. (coughs) But the O line Parker has to replace four starters. What do you think about this offense? Man, (sighs) I. I mean, I love some baby Tua.
1: You know, we we mentioned it on the, the the other B1G podcast. He's he's only one of three returning quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Um, and you're right. Well, we need. To, hopefully, he can stay up because 80 percent of the starting offensive line's good, but or is gone. But the good thing is they have two major ret- weapons at wide receiver and at running back. But basically, everyone else is new. But the good news: a lot of those new guys or major like huge names from the wide receiver room or in, into the wide receiver room. And usually when you think about this team, we think offense, right? You think baby Tua, you think yep. Yep. like, what they should be really good about this, but it was last year. It was the, the, the defense that allowed them to win eight games, the most of 13 years, by the way. So the offense is what actually needs to step up here. And I believe with the new wide receivers, they brought into the transfer portal if the offensive line, this is a huge if, can keep Tua, maybe two up, that is going to it's gonna be way better because they were outside the top 50 last year on the offense.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking down here because somehow in all my note-taking, I forgot to do fucking Maryland. But I've got some stuff here. I've got some stuff uh, here. I'll give you some names. So, so, I, I, well, I mean, I, I got it here. I got it here. I got it. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. I think Baby Tua is going to sneak up and, and he's going to bite some people. I think he's going to do it this year. Vegas has got him at seven and a half, seven and a half wins. I think they might go over. I think they're going to go eight. I'm going eight wins here, guys. For for Maryland, I think that there's a chance that they could really piss in somebody's Cheerios. Here in here in these next three names that we're going to talk about,
2: have a new associate head coach and Kevin Sumlin, new offensive coordinator and Josh Gaddis. Parker's mentioned that some of these squads can get to the quick starts. Man, I could see four and zero, oh, five and zero oh mm-hmm. with Maryland. Will they play spoiler? I'm going a conservative seven. I okay. want to say. I wanted to say eight or nine, but I couldn't. I didn't have the. I can't go nine. I didn't have the stones to say it. So I'm gonna go seven, seven and
1: five. And and you're right, Gaddis. Gaddis has got some local ties here. He was a Vanderbilt wide receivers coach back in 2012. He's coached for with Penn State and Alabama, and last year it's with Miami. We know how that went. I don't know if I completely blame that on him. Um, The schedule you you just said it starts off perfect for them. I think they start off a legit five and zero. I think the offense is better than last year. I'm going to put them at eight wins because that back half of the schedule is really tough. However, just like Blake said, there is a world where we're sitting here and, and talking uh, uh, on one of our recap shows. Hey, Maryland just knocked off Penn State. Maryland just knocked off Ohio State. Maryland may have just mo- knocked off Michigan. Th- that conversation is real and could happen.
0: bada bang, Yeah. bada bang,
2: We'll see. We'll see. Now – we get into the teams that Parker mentioned at the beginning that we could be seeing in the college football playoffs. And we'll begin with Penn State earned a record of 11 and 2, 7 and 2 in the conference. One of Blake's favorites, Coach James Franklin. He has to break through, man. He has to beat the big dogs in Ohio State and Michigan. Can he? Can he? He's got the running backs. Nicholas Singleton. Catron Allen they're back. They combined for 1928 yards, 22 touchdowns. They got to replace the quarterback and Sean Clifford. What do they bring in Parker?
1: You mentioned they had the running backs, but this year they might have the quarterback and okay. Drew and Drew Aller. He gets the chance at the center. Let me just tell you about this guy's ceiling. In last year's recruiting class, he was the QB one, y'all. He is six foot five, 232 pounds. We just talked about how generational Anthony Richardson could be as a, as a draft prospect. He's six foot four, 245 pounds. He's an inch shorter, but about 10 pounds heavier. I mean, this guy is legit and he, they're not going to have to depend on him. Just like you said, because of the running back. And as far as wide receivers, they've got transfers in and Dante C and Malik McClain, big impact guys, a vet coming back, Lambert Smith, nothing amazing at wide receiver, but they're all like a bunch of twos. Right? So, it's going to be a big time committee thing. This team goes as far off as far as offense. Once we will talk about as this quarterback goes, but he is going to be he has the potential to be. I'm talking potential Heisman Trophy type candidate. That's the type of level of recruiting this guy is.
2: And I love defense under Coach Manny Diaz. Man, this team will be tough on D. They've got linebackers, Abdul Carter and cornerback Kalen King man they're shutting down everyone Blake I'm just telling you right now I am high like my older brother used to be high every night I'm high on Penn State baby
0: I think there's a a lot of reason to be happy in happy valley this year um I think they're gonna be I think they're going to be extremely competitive. These last three names, I mean, we're talking a sea hair between them. I mean, it is ridiculous uh, how good these last teams are going to, how much they're going to match up with each other. Um, I'm pretty high on them too. I'm not the biggest James Franklin fan in the world. I think he's just a giant bag of hot air, but, um, but it's okay. It's okay, you know? If he proves it on the field, he proves it on the field. I think in general, he's a pretty good coach. Uh, but we're going to see, you know, quarterbacks, college quarterbacks, they, they come and go, you know, just because you're a highly recruited guy, just because you have tools doesn't necessarily mean you're going to translate. Doesn't mean you're going to play well in front of over 100,000 people in Happy Valley weekend and week out. Uh it's all going to have to play out. I'm pretty high on them though. I'm going
2: 10, 10 wins. They beat Michigan at home, they lose on the road to Ohio State. I'm going 11 and 1 for Penn State. You you mentioned the defense and took
1: everything I had not to say it because I expect them to be better in year yeah, 2 yeah. under under Manny Diaz. And last year y'all on defense, they were top ten in scoring, turnover margin, sacks, tackle for loss, passes defended, red zone defense, and forces fumble. And I think they're all going to go up. I think they're going to be top five. The defensive line is absolutely ridiculous. You know the Georgia and the Clemson conversations we've had the last few years. This is that conversation this year. Then you look at the secondary. Yes, they lost two big times in the draft. Next man up. They have tons of talent, tons of depth. Lock down the receivers and guys. A good a good D line. And secondary could be a deadly combination against a weak offensive line or new quarterback, hint, hint, Ohio State. If I sound like I'm high on this defense, the reason is, I think this is the best defense in the country, and I don't know if it's a conversation to be had. I think this all depends on the quarterback. This is the year Penn State gets Ohio State. 11 wins with real national championship aspirations.
2: We, we don't share notes around here, but nope. we're all right there together. 10-11-11. Yep. So what, where does that leave this next squad? Because we're going to have to talk about Ohio State. We all know that they lost their quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, last year they earned a record of –
0: Some guy. Yeah,
2: I don't some know guy. if you've ever heard of him. He'll be just some guy in yeah. Houston. But that's for their NFL pods. Wait for that. 11-2 and two last year, Ohio State went 8 and one in the conference, Coach Ryan Day, here we go. Lost C.J. Stroud, lost to Michigan, lost to Georgia in the playoffs. It's just, I mean, momentum is something, right? Yeah. I, Parker, I'm, I'm almost predicting that there could be a small carryover effect. Um, there are questions in a couple of the different uh, rooms here. Uh, Line, uh, there's no question that wide receiver. Could have the best wide receiver in the country.
1: They probably have the best wide receiver core in the country. and But you go back and look at that Georgia game, I mean, I would sit here and say, Ohio State should have won that game. Like, if they make a kick, we're having a completely – right now, we're having a conversation about are they going to be the defending national? If they make a field goal, our conversation right now is are they defending national champions because they would have slaughtered TCU? And this team is the model of consistency. They haven't lost more than two games in a year uh, in a year since 2011. But obviously, CJ Stroud's gone, and you know that the quarterbacks would stir the drink. They have Kyle McCord and Devin Brown are fighting out to be the starting quarterback and continue to be revol- on a revolving door of elite quarterbacks at Ohio State. Day says there will be more clarity what, on who the starter is next week. So is that who he's named him? I don't know. But you're right; it's more than that. They lost three other major starters to the draft. They lost both their left and right tackle and the center. Like, what do you do with that? So, whoever the quarterback is, he's going to get hint more again. Hint, hint, Penn State, and mm-hmm. I think that's a sure thing. But as you mentioned, the fun part: who's he throwing it to? Marvin Harrison Jr., who people literally have mocked going number one in the draft next year above some big-time quarterbacks and receiver at
2: number one. Yeah,
1: hmm. and, and and on the other side, who do you got? You got. Uh, Ebuko, like Ebuka, like this guy is going to be a top 15 wide receiver, both of them. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, their depth. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just a bunch of like second rounders and Julian Fleming, Jaden Ballard, Xavier Johnson, and Carnell St- Tate. Go ahead and mark that name down. It's going to be the next big time wide receiver. The So maybe it doesn't matter who's quarterback. Maybe if it's somebody that can throw it down the field, these guys are going to get open.
0: Well, I think that that part right there is what makes me lean towards Ohio State. Uh, maybe it's having the edge out here. I, mm-hmm. I understand Penn State's defense is really good. I know that they, Ohio State lost their, their 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 big offensive lineman, but I mean, when you have that much talent at the wide receiver position, how good do you really have to be? Is my question. I mean, can can you get two steps in a in a in a drop in a throw? Two step drop in the throw. Uh, I, I think that. It's tough here. You know, Ryan Day, I think he is gonna be under some pressure this year, too, by the way. Be careful. Be careful. I I said your name, but I, I'm not saying your name just yet. I but I mean the the standards are high at Ohio State. Um guys, I, I am very high on Ohio State. I still think that their offensive firepower might be too much for this conference. I'm got them going 11 wins.
2: The D has to improve, man. I saw a defense that gave up 43 and a half points per game towards the end of the year, over 9 yards per play down the stretch, when it meant the most against good teams. Uh put down. I wrote down the road is tough. At Notre Dame, at Wisconsin, at Michigan, they lose two of them. I'm going 10-2. and two.
1: Brad, you took the words right out of my mouth. That when they played a good offense, they were terrible. If you take out all those other trash offenses and you do Michigan and Georgia, over nine yards per play, mm-hmm. I just think that's worth repeating, which is unbelievable. It's year two under the defensive coordinator. Uh, they should get better. I mean, and then you go look in the secondary. They got a lot of transfers. They'll probably start immediately, which will be better from last year, but my big stat is this offense or my thought, take away from this, is this offense last year scored 44 points a game with C.J. Stroud and a better offensive line, and they made it with with 11 wins. This year, we don't even know who their quarterback is. I don't know who their offensive line is. I think they're going to be in stiffer competition. I've got them still even with all that. Oh, it's going to be a down year. I've got them winning 10 games. (laughs)
2: <laughs> a, the down year of 10 wins. Isn't that mm-hmm. ridiculous?
1: And and Blake's That's right. It's, it's, it's like the only job of the country where you can win 10 games and people want to run you out of, with pitchforks yeah. You know, it's I ridiculous. Mean, it's
0: I'm gonna say this. Here it goes. Oh no. If by the end of the season, if the, if something really bad happens, what if we're gonna play the what if? What if Ohio State goes eight and four? Ryan Day's in trouble. I'll tell you that right now. He's in trouble. I don't think it's going to happen this year, though. I just, I really don't. But we'll see. We'll see.
1: I I could see him being like, if something like that happened, not being fired, but being, pulling the Lincoln Riley and being like, I'm tired of this. This is ridiculous. I'm, I've, I sit here and win 11 games every single year and I'm about to win the national title and y'all are, I've won down year and now you're, you're, I'm putting on the hot seat, like, peace out. I'll go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I totally agree with you. I just know how things go here with these big programs. And, I mean, we saw Mark Richt get, get fired for having a nine-win season at Georgia. So, I mean, it, it's like it did, we're not saying they're being reasonable. It's just the way things are with these big, huge mega donors. Great. And now with NIL – there's even more money, but that's a whole nother podcast.
2: Mm. Last but not least, Michigan. Last year, last year th- sure not least, mm. uh, thirteen and one, nine and zero in the conference. Jim Harbaugh returns quarterback Jay Jay McCarthy, All-American running back Blake Corum. The D held teams to 16.1 points per game. What's not to like, what's not to like here. It's just going to be one of those top three. Are they going round robin? They're just going to beat up each other and they're all going to have a loss. Or does Michigan get out of this at 12 and 0? It, it, you really want to know my opinion? I want to hear Parker first.
0: Let's I think Parker. it's funny
1: you say that because if there's a three-way top Penn State beats Michigan, Michigan's beats Ohio, Ohio State. State, Ohio State beats Penn State, and they go undefeated. Yeah. This could happen. The tiebreaker goes fifth in line, and if you're looking at it, it's either going to be Penn State or Ohio State, and it wouldn't be Michigan in that scenario, just in my opinion. But you're right. What What is there not to like about this team? There's – that 10 of their 13 wins last year were by more than 20 points. Like, they averaged more than 40 points per game last year, and I think they're going to be better this year. McCarthy, you said it back at quarterback. The only question is, can he hit the deep ball? I, Maybe they didn't really attempt it last year. They probably have the best offensive line in the country. And you mentioned Blake Corum. Yeah, he's going to be back from injury, but guess what? His backup, Donovan Edwards, in there in the background, was the bell cow and Corum got hurt. He went for 520 yards in three games. So they've got two guys. They could just turn around and give it, just hand it to that. And on top of that, I want to give you another name because there's always a tight end you never hear of in college that turns into something It's usually Iowa or Georgia. It's Michigan this year. Remember, Colston Loveland. Like this offense is, I feel like it's what Ohio State was last
2: year. I'm I'm before Blake reveals, because the way you said that made it sound like you're going to surprise some folks. So, I'm going eleven and one with your loss being to Penn State. Where this puts you in this craziness that I have written down with 11 and 1 for Michigan, 11 and 1 for Penn State, 10 and 2 for Ohio State, I don't know. I mean, I guess if it's 11 and 1, 11 and 1, Penn State's going to win in my mind in the tiebreaker. But what a season. I think, I think they're going to be good. What's this information you have? Uh oh.
0: Alert. Three sounds of the horn. Means fraudulent. I'm telling you this right now, guys. I am so sick and tired of hearing all this bullshit about a Michigan team who goes down and starts playing East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Indiana, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana. They can't say they're in the B1G. I know, but we're gonna sit here and say that they're great because they're playing a bunch of bullshit teams. They they can only play what's in their conference. (laughs) Come on, guys! The B1G, look, man, powerful. I'm going to tell you right here, and right now, they're going to w- lose one of those games they're not supposed to lose. <laughs> I'm just going to tell <laughs> you they're going to fall now, to Maryland. You I want said. you to pay attention right here. Uh-oh. This game right here, Newberry against Maryland. I uh, want you right. to pay attention right here because they're going to be hurting after yes. losing very in emotional, a very emotional game right there, and then they're coming back. At Maryland, back-to-back road games. You better pay attention right here to this schedule. Right here. Nine wins. Jim Harbaugh, you better make sure that you got a good realtor, buddy, because you (laughs) never know what could happen in the state of Michigan
1: whenever you go nine and three.
2: Whoa, no.
1: I I mean, we talked about Maryland uh, jump up and bite somebody. I would not be shocked for sitting here having that conversation. I've got written down literally the same thing Blake just said East Carolina, a bowling green. Then they get the against Rutgers, and then guess what? They got Nebraska against a brand new coach. I look at that as a positive as you get your ducks in a row, playing all these easy guys out of the way first and get it figured out. The the schedule's cake for this defense. They play one top 25 offense projected. It could be two if we think Penn State, if I think Penn State's quarterback shows up. Michigan is going to be favored by double digits. In all but one game. And they're going to be favored in all games. I, I just, the schedule lines up. I just think they're going to be good. I got them going with 11 wins. I've got them winning. I've got them I've got them winning this conference. I actually have a great shot of them going undefeated. I fought with 11 and 12.
0: Nine and three. Ohio State wins with
2: 11 wins. Wow.
0: And, and guess what? Well, we'll, get, we'll get to the conference championship here in a second.
2: Yeah, and I guess we're all different because I have Michigan and Penn State both at 11-1. to I said it in both predictions. I I think Penn State beats Michigan, so give them the tiebreaker. I've got Michigan versus – I'm sorry, i got Penn State versus Iowa in the title game.
0: Yep, I've got Ohio State versus Wisconsin, and I've got Ohio State waxing
1: that ass. And I've got Wisconsin and Michigan, but a one-loss – Penn State team making it through the college football playoffs.
0: Boy, oh boy. We have mm. never been so different on a mm. prediction show as we have been right here, right now, tonight. Guys, that is the B1G right there. That's the B1G East, but that's the
2: whole B1G I, right I there. hear. I want to hear the people. I want to read what the people have to say about... Your predictions. Mm-hmm. Put them right there. We'll talk back with you. We interact. We love you guys. Put yep. your put your thoughts right there in the remarks. Let's go. Absolutely
0: the remarks. I love it.
2: Put down it there down. in the comments. Let us know. Guys, this has been
0: Remark. our B1G 2023 East prediction show. Really appreciate you guys joining us. As we said last time, we are on our way to one quadrillion subscribers. You can be a part of it. Do Go it. down there in the in the whatever the hell area this is down here. <laughs> Hit that like and subscribe button there. Share this video with all your friends. They can tell us how stupid we are. They can tell tell me how stupid I am for saying that Michigan's only going to win nine games. Mm. But it's okay. They're entitled to be wrong. I'm just telling you that right now. Gentlemen, do you have any parting words?
1: on the B1G
0: East and the B1G in general.
1: I will go out and say right now, uh, Michigan State is going to come in dead last. Done. Out. Dead last.
2: And I was going to say, you might as well call Tim Allen the tool time man instead of Tom Allen for Indiana because that team's in trouble.
0: And I'm going to go ahead and right here, the fire is burning. Here we go. Greg Schiano. Mm. This will be your last year coaching college football folks. <laughs> Write it down right now. Oh no. He's gone after this season. That's all we got for today. As usual, it is two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well. <laughs>